uh, first things first, just because we were talking about it before, um, we have talked a lot about a movie that is equated to have made about $200 million. Mm. And Eric couldn't get through much of it at all. Why could you not get through the Christmas Chronicles? It was terrible. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Why was it terrible? A lot of cliches about teenagers. And well, yes. I, I don't know. I just I found the way that it was filmed, the storytelling was like just making the audience. It seemed like they were trying to just assume that the audience is mentally challenged enough that they could not put anything together whatsoever themselves. Is that the Netflix model? I believe. Yeah. <coughs> I I think it's absolute garbage. Despite whatever rating it has on Netflix. But you didn't even get to the selling point of the movie. If I didn't get far enough into it, then I guess that's not my problem. <laughs> Did it have the King to... Kong factor? They didn't show up for way too late. You wanted Kurt Russell right I from like the King start. Kong. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I can deal with suspense. I can deal with suspense. I know, but it's like, hey, Kurt Russell, Santa Claus. It's, it's not paced in a way... I thought, like, I mean, it's not cinematic gold, but for a modern Christmas movie that is honestly pitched as Kurt Russell is Santa Claus. Tila and I were talking about how that's how most Christmas movies are pitched. Um, Whoopi Goldberg as Santa. Oh, perfect. Call Me Claus. Tim Allen as Santa. The Santa Claus. Kurt Russell as Santa. Sold. Hmm. Well, I didn't get to that, but... <laughs> is that a marketing problem, or is that a... Movie like, problem. You can't just like start off with the whole story like, oh, guess what? Your dad's dead. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they are very blunt about that at the beginning. Yeah. But you said... But they, won't say, they wouldn't say it because that's the movie thing to do is you just try to show that in the most obvious way possible, but like nobody's going to blunt... Like, if, a, if a teenager's being all edgy, they're going to be like, yeah, well, dad's dead, so he's not here. Like, I, I, no, I, I never once said that when I was younger. I never no. once used that against anybody i can't see you being a really angsty teen though i wasn't no <laughs> so yeah <laughs> so i guess there's quiet. that no in the movie they are kind of cliche like they could have made the teenager just a bad kid because that's the whole thing santa he's on the naughty list and when they steal the car yeah but they, they just go up to the car and open the door yeah. and turn the key when they get in what they, they steal a car no <laughs> with like, the key somebody in the teenager Supposed to be a bad kid steals a car. Yeah, either the key was in there or they hotwired the thing in about five seconds because it didn't make any sense the way I saw it. So it it was just strange the whole way around. And why was the kid? The kid was just staring at the store that the brother happened to come around. It's just it's strange. You should just watch the movie. I'm gonna have to watch it it now. I guess it's so terrible. And then of course the other movie that I say is worth the watch if you know Niagara on the Lake is the Holiday Calendar. I'm more interested in that just to see the cameras. That one. That Where do we one. find that movie? Is that Netflix? Netflix? That is Netflix. Okay. They shot in Niagara on the Lake. They shot this year. Huh. There's no set decoration. Mm. When you see the Niagara on the Lake in the movie, you're like, that is 100% Niagara on the Lake. Except for the fact that because it was shot when we didn't have any snow, they're like, let's make oh. it look Christmassy. So they put a bunch of Christmas trees on the sidewalk, places the no oh. <laughs> no town That's would not normal. place Christmas trees. Really, we're going to place one Christmas tree every seven feet. <laughs> yeah, it's Christmas. Merry Christmas. Now, did they say it was Niagara on the Lake? No. Or was it not ever mentioned? It's not mentioned where they are, but from my perspective, because I know Niagara on the Lake, there's no hiding it. When you show, there's like two drone shots in the movie, mm. and they reuse them <laughs> like six times. 
And it's all of the main drag in Niagara on the Lake. Like, hey, that's the clock tower. That's the famous Niagara on the Lake clock tower. So mm. it, it, it might as well be Niagara on the Lake. Wasn't relevant to the story where they were? No. No. It's just funny because we know it so well. And then when I went there last week, like I am in a movie because they didn't pretend. Hmm. It's just 100% Niagara. Why did you go there last week? Anniversary. Went to go see Christmas oh, Carol. Nice. Sounds like a fun night. No. In the movie, <laughs> I have a frog in my throat. In the movie, this travel photographer, okay, he's a, he's a blog writer. I travel Bridges, is the Bridges of Madison County update. He um, <laughs> he decides to gift his longtime crush her own studio. So sure, he's like, "Let's go warm up." And unlocks the door. She's like, "We can't break in." It's like it's not breaking in if it's your studio. Well, it's our studio. She's like, "You leased it." Like I bought the whole building. Do you know how expensive Niagara on the Lake real estate yeah. is? <laughs> I'm sorry, not too many travel photographers are buying the Niagara on the Lake real estate. He is really good, <laughs> I guess. And just pointless information that doesn't matter to you. I did some math. This is episode 43. Okay. Okay. But that's not counted in this. Out of the 42 other episodes, our average one was 82 minutes. So that's not bad. Mm. Our lowest was 20. When we were both kind of drunk and done from that beach party uh yeah in the middle of the summer our highest was 165 with wow. the escort for a grand total of 3458 minutes or minutes. 57 hours of content it's wow. <laughs> a lot of time with me and you together and occasionally a third person yeah <laughs> so so Luke, whenever I talk to him, he's always like a time capsule. This is Luke, everybody. Hello. Really introduce him. No. That camera is pointing directly at you, so that's your That one's all three a of camera. Us. B camera. Um, Luke is a time capsule. How can a person be a time capsule? Because he has he he's lived in pop culture. He's worked at Blockbuster. Yes. It's not okay. too many people I know that has worked at Blockbuster. We're dying off at a rapid rate, yes. Pardon me? We're dying off at a how, rapid how rate. How different is it to have experienced Blockbuster as an employee as opposed to just a customer? Uh, well, you can't be a customer anymore. That's what no, I, well, yeah. I was a customer, <laughs> yeah. so I mean, I get, I get no, what the yeah. store feels like. The perks were the best uh, at the time when people didn't ingest media quite so rapidly. We got 10 rentals a week. That's pretty good. Right? People can now watch, what, 10 movies per evening with their Netflix binging, but that was a big deal back at the time so yeah that's fun did that carry over to like video game rentals too oh Some it did yes yeah. <laughs> that would actually be a pretty good perk as a, yeah. a teenager except 10 video games a week you wouldn't have enough time to play all no 10. No. no no not a chance so. yeah well that's good um, i the last my last memory of being in a blockbuster was in high school and I just remember some friend getting denied to buy a game because he was not mature. So <laughs> that was about it. I have never and will never be part of the client base that went to a Blockbuster. We didn't have a Blockbuster in uh -huh. my town. You've never rented a film from a Blockbuster? No, I always did from Rogers Video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then when I moved to Niagara, 
a family video once or twice, but that's that's about it. By the time I got here, or by the time I was even old enough to actually enjoy movies, Blockbuster was kind of faded. He kind of kind of kind of bit the bullet mm -hmm. the way of the movie rental store. <laughs> so, no, that's I. I find it interesting because we talk about movies a lot, and a lot of the times it's always about Netflix, and Netflix killed his job. Except he. Well, wow, no, I was gone before that. <laughs> yes. Damn you, Netflix. Um, it's the first time I've ever been tongue-tied. I don't know. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Huh. I feel like this happens occasionally on the podcast. Yeah. You drank that water quick. That's a horrible. <laughs> boring thing to talk about but <laughs> it's just a just an observation when it came to movie rentals i'd say the consumption rate growing up for me was like maybe just on weekends pretty much and you maybe get mm -hmm. two movies a weekend yeah. kind of thing so it's be like a friday ritual we'd go for dinner and then go to the video store and my parents would rent a movie and then me and my sister would rent a movie or two that was just and the thing. You there, and you'd have that movie for like the weekend and you would watch it a bunch of times. Like that used to be a thing. Now it's kind of like a one and done scenario. Like I've watched all the new things on Netflix. So now it's... The collectability kind of goes out the window when you lose the physical copy mm -hmm. of it. Plus, it, I don't know, kind of it loses nostalgia too. Like you could compare maybe even just a vinyl record, what that looks like and then what that product's like compared to like a plasticky CD case. Mm -hmm. One feels like it has maybe more collectability than the other. Yeah, I enjoyed my VHS collection more than DVDs. DVDs. Like yeah. I made that a huge collection. Yeah, I made that switch. I have tons of DVDs, but yeah, tapes. It was when I started collecting, and yeah, it had more of a a feel to it. And they had more better like box sets were a big deal at the time. They took up half a bookshelf, mm -hmm. but they're pretty amazing. So. I think one of the hardest things with digital is the fact that. I mean, it's a common complaint, but you don't own anything. So if you said, oh, I want to watch something years ago, be like, oh, I have it. That's great. I'm mm -hmm. going to go on my shelf and get it. Yep. Now, Netflix really doesn't advertise unless it's a huge thing, like them paying $100 million for another year of Friends. What? <laughs> yeah, they just announced that. So oh. they re-license re Friends on Netflix. Okay. For another year, for a hundred. So million. we're talking like the library, like the Friends. No, they're not bringing back Friends. That's no. not a thing. Okay, sorry. We're talking about the Friends library. <laughs> if they were bringing back Friends, that'd be more than a hundred million. Like a billion dollars. Yeah. Okay. No. So they they spent. I think there's ten seasons. So yeah. that's ten million dollars per season for a year. That's insane. Yeah. There must be a lot of people watching it. They, they're kind of banking on people coming coming to Netflix to watch that, then I'm sure, like new subscribers. But but they're not advertising there, it as much anymore. No, they're advertising their new content. And isn't there a limit of people that are just sick of watching Friends after they've come originally to watch it to Netflix? In all honesty, I haven't watched the entire series all the way through. I know Tila has. Tila's a hardcore friend, friend, uh, friend aficionado, friends, friends lover. Or friendly. Yeah, sure, that works. <laughs> But I haven't watched it all the way through. I've watched most of Seinfeld. Haven't watched it all the way through. But it's not on Netflix. So yeah, I wish it do me any good. I wish Seinfeld was on Netflix because I actually probably would go through that. But aside from the Friends thing, you never know what you have. I went to watch the Jim Carrey Grinch, which you hate, and I do. 
Ooh, we should talk about that. <laughs> I don't have it. So I thought, it's always on Netflix. Nope. Hmm. It's not there. And, you know, it's definitely not on Amazon Prime Video because their content is questionable yeah. at best. I suppose then, any... Any corner store or guest. Nice catch. Well, yeah, if I went to Walmart, I know I can get it. And I suppose I should because it's not expensive. No. But I watched a, a video today because... Universal Studios does their Grinchmas, like their theme park yearly. I guess they really bank off of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So, so they, every year they do their Grinchmas celebration. And I watched a video where the guy playing the Grinch decked out in full Grinch makeup, like looked and sounded like Jim Carrey, was really into character. The person making the video gave him a gift, and it was a red onion. Is it not working? Nope. <laughs> oh, lovely. Cut to when it is working. <laughs> was it working before? Yeah. Oh, now it's back on. Well, wow, that's weird. <laughs> okay, working just fine. Okay. Sorry, I broke your podcast. No, it's fine. <laughs> I was at the Comic-Con this year. There was a Jim Carrey Grinch cosplayer. That's the only character he wanted to do. He just walked the floor. He had a garbage can and everything. He was, like, sweeping shit up. I Actually, don't know it was why. popular. I guess, well, but he was very in your face about it. He's like, guess what? I'm being the Grinch right now. And you're like, I don't want that. But what, what's, your, what's the biggest flaw of the movie, you think? Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised because uh, we both yeah. watched I watched the animated one that just came out and he did and granted he has a child so he was I took assuming you were forced to go Would no you I think that was my idea so, yeah I like the movies but he liked it and I didn't yeah. and you like Jim Carrey one I like, like the Jim Carrey know. one we can also call it the Ron Howard one I don't think Jim Carrey's at fault like I think he did fine but I like Jim Carrey I just thought it was a very abrasive movie it's very jarring uh yeah. i don't like the makeup on the people that bothers me throughout the whole runtime the who's i don't yeah, like their it didn't look particularly good see i watched it as a kid so i didn't really care yeah. he very, was 18 years old that's pretty crazy <laughs> pretty yeah it's very gaudy like all the lights and stuff but it's supposed to be i guess i don't know it's just not as heartwarming i feel as that's true because every time there's supposed to be a moment in the the actual story in the Jim Carrey one they do play it up for laughs like when his heart does grow he ends up having basically having a heart attack yeah like he falls to the ground and you just hear the heart so it's not a sweet moment did they play up the disgustingness of the baby Grinch as much in in the animated version? No, there's one Very scene. brief. Yeah, he's just crying in an adopt, like in a crying in the <laughs> That's about it. Nobody <laughs> wants to play <laughs> with me. In the, in the Jim Carrey one, it was quite apparent that they were just saying this is yeah, an ugly baby. There was like a 20-minute backstory in the Jim Carrey Was that one. like... I think that was made up for that, though. Like, yeah. There was no Grinch backstory before. No. It was just he happened to be a dick who lived on a mountain in yeah. the book. He just hated it. Christmas. Yeah. Please don't ask why. Yeah. No one quite knows the reason. But why is he green and everyone else is not? That's <laughs> well, in the Ron Howard movie, he came was the he? way all the who's come in those umbrella things. Which is also made up, I believe. Yes. I yeah, okay. <laughs> but then they make that weird joke where one of the babies lands on the doorstep, the guy's leaving the milk, and he's like, hey, honey, our baby's here. 
Right. He looks kind of like your boss. <laughs> yeah. <Pretty> good. <laughs> I get it. Kids wouldn't get that. So that's funny. And it, it is funny now because it's jarring when you when you're in a kids movie and you're like that and you hear that so but no i guess technically based on that it wouldn't really make sense i don't know how a couple a couple of who's can love each other and then the baby that mixes their who genes comes floating down from the sky it's a lot of flaws with that reproductive <laughs> cycle and then the grinch doesn't have parents but he still gets an umbrella the new one, apparently, the kid was born by immaculate conception because there is no dad that they mention at all it's for true. no apparent reason. Yeah, Cindy Lou is kind of like Lucy from Peanuts. Like she's she's a butchy Cindy Lou. <laughs> really, she is. Yeah, she. I mean, she like she's. I guess butchy isn't fair. She's a tomboy. She likes hockey. She likes all that. Making sure Luke's microphone isn't messed up again. No, I can break something else. No. Just double checking. That's all. Um, and then the Grinch in this movie, or in the the new animated movie, isn't a mean. He's just kind of lonely. Yeah, they changed that type quite a bit. <laughs> it's a bit sadder. And yeah. then <laughs> there's a weird moment in the movie where it almost seems like Cindy Lou is going to try to get the Grinch and her mom together. And then she doesn't, oh. and it's a good thing she doesn't, because that's weird. But yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> but then the Grinch, say a spoiler alert, but whatever, he saves Christmas, and he gets invited over to Cindy Lou's house. So I feel like there could be a Grinch too, where they get married. I don't know. Maybe there's it's probably a not a good idea. They shouldn't push that line. I don't <laughs> no. think. Then the Grinch becomes Cindy Lou's stepfather. I suppose. <laughs> How the Grinch adopted Cindy Lou? I don't I, know. No. no one wants to watch that. What no. do you think? It, obviously, it made money. and You can't really go anywhere from there. Why not? There was originally a Grinch meets the cat in the hat, so they could do that. See? Now, that's me telling the what truth. What the hell? What was, that was animated? That was animated. That came out after that. the original Grinch. Because the original Grinch cartoon was followed by a Halloween, like a Grinchy Halloween or something like that. And then they did a Grinch versus the Cat in the Hat, or Grinch meets the Cat in the Hat. But they did. Kind of strange. It's not idea. a lie, like your Scooby Doo and Gilligan's Island. <laughs> that should have been a thing. Like that'd be cool. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like two months into knowing him, at one point we're talking about because Gilligan's Island had an animated spinoff. Hmm. Yeah, it had a few. One where they're stuck on the island, and one where they go to space. Can't fix a boat, but they can make a spaceship. And they're stu- are they stuck in space? They're stuck on a planet. So it was called Gilligan's Planet. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, well, they did a crossover with Scooby-Doo. I'm like, I never knew this. It sounds amazing. How do you MacGyver things on another planet? I have no idea. I've only watched a few episodes because it's like ten t- It's one-tenth the budget of the Flintstones, so it looks like crap. At least it sound. It's all the original cast for the most part, so... Hmm. I had convinced myself that was a real thing, too. Because there's one picture of the Scooby gang running with the <coughs> Gilligan's Island gang. And I'm like, oh, it's real. I searched. He built my hope up in five minutes and destroyed it with just one Google search. It didn't exist. Yeah. I was... It's Google's fault. <laughs> You'd still but, believe me and just never could find a copy. It's 
true. <laughs> Searching all over Amazon, Scooby Doo, Gillian's Island, Gillian, Gillian meets Scooby Doo. Surprise! It didn't happen. There was a lot of crossovers in animation. Still is, but yeah, Scooby Doo has everyone. It's true. What was the most recent one? Like, well, wrestlers and stuff. That was the Flintstones. Flintstones oh, did right. a WWE John Cena, SmackDown yeah. with the Flintstones. That's right. <laughs> Where Barney joins the 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 Rocky Wrestling <laughs> Confederation or something. Yeah. Like, it wasn't good. Doesn't sound good. No. And then uh, Scooby Doo is back. They have a new show. They had Kiss. Yeah, that's yeah. a recent one. Is that recent? Well, relatively. Yeah, they've they, I've seen so many different iterations of Scooby Doo growing up that like they get different voice actors for each different cartoon. And there's that weird Strange. Velma and Daphne print oh, yeah. movie that does that happen this yet? Year does it already come? Where out? nobody else exists. Hmm. Like, but they all in the original story yeah, they all went to the same high school. Yeah, that fucks up the backstory. So I guess Velma and Daphne hadn't met them, but then Velma and Daphne become friends. And then solve the mystery without anybody else. Hmm. So I don't know how it went. It didn't look good. It's, I don't know if I want to. Yeah, I wouldn't, no, I watch wouldn't that waste my time on that. Now, if you gave me a Shaggy and Scooby. It seems story. more reasonable as a, a <laughs> spinoff. Seems more marketable. Yeah. I don't even think it was called. I don't know what it was called. I forget. It looked pretty bad. But it was <clears> like <throat> Velma and Dad. I don't know. Um. I don't want a Fred spin-off movie. No? The origin of his ascot? Velma and Daphne costumes, yeah. What? what? Just in time for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Which is disturbingly soon. Oh, it's boring. It's called Daphne and Velma. That's, uh, that's not that's, that's very creative. exciting yeah. at all. Okay. Yeah. So there's no giant. Is that dog. the same actress that's been in like all the other Scooby Doo no. movies? No. no. They could not get uh, Linda Cardellini. Is she not like forty something now? Yeah, probably. I, and they definitely couldn't get Sarah Michelle Gellar. No. Well, they could probably, but they can't play high school students, and Linda's too busy being dead in the Avengers. Yeah. She's Hawkeye's wife. Oh yeah, forgot about that. Hawkeye's coming back, guys. Just so you know. <laughs> I walked in on his version watching of the Avengers trailer. I every time there's an Avengers trailer or a lot of Marvel stuff, you just—I feel like if, you get lost sometimes. Not really. I just don't watch all of it. So I gotta fill in the pieces. But I walk into like a Walmart or somewhere where there's people, and I just hear people just gushing over a trailer. It never makes sense to me. Like, the, the, I just watched the one for the Avengers 4, and I guess the big thing is Ant-Man's alive. Great. That's good. That seemed like it was a reasonable possibility. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that was you... very clear at the end of it. Yeah. And Wasp, and, it but everybody's freaking out about it. Like, oh, the new trailer's so great. It's like, what What was great about it? So I didn't, I didn't see... What specifically? Yeah, no, you're right. I didn't see Ant-Man and the Wasp, although I'm going to. It's good. Um, I know, based at least on this movie and the reading that I've done, that the end he goes into the molecular thing. Quantum yeah. realm. Quantum, quantum realm. realm. That's what it is. And once he's in the realm, the people who helped him in the realm fade away. 
So that was Thanos' snap? Yes, that's the spoiler, yeah. Right. (laughs) Okay. So the quantum realm is not in this world and isn't it's, it's either safe from being snapped or he was one of the half that wasn't going to be gone anyway we don't know it's true the problem was that he was like stuck yeah we don't know how we got out of there show. so we got to figure out how he gets out that's, that's about the only mess hopefully like. they don't cheap out and he just shows up on the door and be like hey i'm alive <laughs> how'd you get out uh, it was crazy. You don't want to know. <laughs> but we knew that he was alive at the very least because yeah. he was ta- trying to talk to people that had already disappeared. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So you shouldn't be that shocked. Not hugely yeah. shocked when I saw him. I was shocked and happy about how little they showed. And I realized. Well, this is the teaser. <laughs> it was a pretty complete trailer. I don't, I don't know. This isn't probably isn't technically the full trailer. Well, no, I know I, that, but I, it was still like a teaser trailer is normally 30 seconds long. Yeah. This one was about 90, tells the story. True. You, this plan is going to work, Kat. I know it is. Why? Because I don't know what I'm going to do if it doesn't. It's a good line. But. So, so. <laughs> I, it's, it's one of those things that movies do and they over advertise and that becomes a problem. If they left it, they already know what they're going to make with this movie. Oh yeah, right. Like there's, they know that it's guaranteed. At least they're going to make like one and a half billion dollars yep. on this movie. Yep. I can't conceive of how it couldn't. No. <laughs> and they're even thinking it could very easily pass the two hundred or two billion dollar mark. Easy, I think it's possible. Okay. Um, so why, why spoil it? Why keep giving be more? Really yeah, you have to build it up even more. That trailer yeah. and that's that. That's enough. I'm gonna go see it regardless. See exactly. Yeah, they didn't even need this trailer. They, that's who true. They playing? didn't need to release the trailer. <laughs> who was good? Who wasn't gonna go? I well, admit, I was a little bit upset. Maybe, maybe they did it for emotional purposes, but it would have been nice if they pulled it back to the future too and had the trailer for the fourth Avengers right, right after oh. Avengers three to hype you. That'd yeah. be fun. But you're just dealing with. Which all one the... did that? They had one of the solo movies at the end was the Avengers trailer. Would it have been Captain America, maybe? Was Captain America the last one before the Avengers? I think they wanted. To, yeah, I think that was what set up the final team member. I guess that's true because. I should know this. Because. Uh, <laughs> um, um, Samuel Jackson. Comes and like, I need your help at the end. Well, he does that a lot, actually. <laughs> that's his, that's that, his but... thing, yeah. <laughs> um, Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. I like that trailer more. I like more. The, the second the trailer second. made it look a lot better. Yeah. And it has your, your home base, your blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> Nostalgia. Um, no, that I guess that's a case where the first trailer didn't look as good, but the second one was better. So maybe on that mentality... The second trailer for the Avengers is going to be amazing. If we thought that this one was good, I hope so. Should I, don't, I don't know if they. What did they? They didn't show a lot of like action set pieces and. What if it's not? What if it's? Like, <laughs> it's just a drama. It's just a drama. <laughs> <laughs> it's just oh, everybody's dead for half a movie, and they're like, oh, we can travel through time, and they go back and they just kill baby Thanos. They're just reusing footage from all the other movies. Yeah. Sure. No, we spend our budget. That's it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That'd be interesting. <laughs> And then we have uh, Once Upon a Deadpool. 
Which is 100% confirmed to be just a PG-13 re-release of Deadpool 2. Mm-hmm. It's probably the quickest re-release I've I ever seen. I almost want to watch it side-by-side side with the well, regular one. It's It won't follow the same beats because they cut out like the first 20 minutes and yeah. add in the, the Fred Savage stuff. But apparently every ticket, a dollar goes towards a charity. So they're not just taking the money yeah. for themselves. Well, I didn't realize this, but... So it's a China thing, apparently. So the Deadpool, if I understand correctly, Deadpool 2 wasn't released there or it wasn't big there because they're not big on the graphic and R-rated so stuff. That, no, Deadpool 1 wouldn't have done well there. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. I didn't look into that. But, <laughs> so they can repackage this and say, here, China, it's PG-13. And they're like, ooh, that sounds good, apparently. So this should have a big international take. Apparently, maybe that's why it's only getting a limited release here. But it's getting yeah, you'd have to go release. what to Hamilton to watch it if you want to. What a weird if they if they did like the first Deadpool. Imagine how weird it would be to go to a movie and see it open <laughs> with Fred Savage. Like maybe he's big over there. I don't know. Maybe he's. <laughs> um, yeah, I read an article because Wreck It Ralph is it Wreck It Ralph two that did. The article had mentioned one movie was surpassing expectations in China, but a movie that just released flopped, and they don't understand. Crazy Rich Asians, did which not is do well here forever, <laughs> yeah. uh, has failed horribly in China. Apparently, they don't like rich Asian stereotypes. That's that's the reasoning. And it's, when it's very bizarre, because how can you even compare that to the reverse happening, like? Would there ever be a movie made in China about like rich white guys from the <laughs> states, and then it plays over here? We'd be, they'd have the same reaction. Like, what the hell is this? Like, it's Chinese. Would we though? Because we kind of have know. crazy rich white people. I guess there's just no, there is no equivalent though. Like that, that movie won't be made in China to ever be marketed to North America. That's not a thing. So we're, it is very strange to make a movie about. Asian culture it is in based North on America book. I know that and much. then try to sell it over there. That's very strange. It's definitely not authentic. I feel like I'll have mm-hmm. to watch it now. It'd it be like opening a Chinese food restaurant in China. Why would you do it? I don't know. Irony, <laughs> maybe? I, I guess. That'd be good. <laughs> do you think you... Well, I guess on that note, Chinese... Chinese restaurants here try to sell us Canadian food. True. <laughs> so if they marketed it as a Canadian restaurant in China, that would be the interesting thing. Eat authentic Canadian food, but serve the same things that we serve at a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Ah, chicken balls. Authentic Canadian <laughs> <Yeah>. food. <laughs> we invented that. It's like a paradox at that point. That would be. That's that's an odd... Start a chain of Canadian food restaurants and everybody starts copying the idea. And then suddenly... the. Chinese food becomes Canadian food, which was originally in Canada, but was Chinese. And it's just this endless Never circle. Chinese food is actually American, right? They just invented it there. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't go to Ch- Like, I never think, oh, I'm going to go to Chinese for wontons. It's always, it's always the Americanized or Canadianized mm. version. It's the style of eating. It's a, it's a buffet. Mm. Which I'm assuming Sometimes. they don't do. <laughs> no. Like, they're also skinny. They don't eat at buffets every no. day. But it, it's the buffet, and it is a lot of fried foods, typically, that I'd be going for. 
Some of the one, eh. and if it's not a buffet, it's about the noodles, rice, dishes, and that's typically what I would eat. You could open up a Canadian stereotype restaurant and then market it in other countries. Yeah, be kind of interesting. Because there's not fast, there's no fast food restaurants or any type of outside of Tim Hortons. I feel like. I wonder if Tim Hortons in America is marketed as this big thing from Canada because I know that they had they've had issues with branding in the past. Tim Hortons sucks in the states, in my opinion. I don't know. I could. I don't see why Americans would enjoy it. Why do we enjoy it? It's not the same. If you go to ask them for a coffee down there, or whatever, especially like an iced coffee, they'll just hand you a coffee with ice in it. Whereas here, it's this thing that we've all come to habituate, like. I, they put some kind of syrup in it or something. I don't know. I'll it's put it in. Product. It is syrup <laughs> in a cup. Yeah. And and even when we went to the States, like I went to McDonald's and ordered coffee and they asked me how like light I wanted it. Like they didn't ask how, like they didn't have, even have a system of numbering the amount of creams and sugars in so your then coffee. So how does that work? I You're want just telling them the shade? Light. I don't understand. No, and it was the worst coffee I've ever <laughs> consumed in my life. Like, I, want, I remember that. Yeah, an off-brand gas station would serve better coffee than whatever this McDonald's had. How dark do you want it? Uh, Spanish. Yeah. Spanish. That can get pretty off <laughs> quickly. Mexican. Crazy. African. That's that's black. That's that's that is Ter- full caffeine. Probably really terrible coffee. The McDonald's in the States are also kind of interesting because they do dollar drink days all year round. Yep. Which is nice. Wow. I, I don't understand why they don't do it here. I think, actually... Build a pipe for the summer? Melissa was talking about it. We don't know. They were doing dollar drink days all the time in Florida where it's hot. Yeah. And a dollar drink is a draw. Maybe the colder states don't do it all year round because I can see the benefit of having it all year round where it's hot. Like, I'm thirsty, it's hot, I'm going to go get a drink. But I would never really get in a car in the morning here. I guess I wouldn't get in a car in the morning here in the summer and think, well, it's 8 a.m., I need a Coke. No, not really. (laughs) Although I'm sure that is the lifestyle of many Americans. (laughs) It's true. So I guess it would work, but being cold, Hmm. I don't know. That is a draw, maybe. Now you've got me thinking about traveling, so on an entirely different note. Have you done much traveling around the world? Uh, yeah, I've been to Europe a couple times. Where in Europe? Uh, Scotland, Belgium. I uh, went to Paris because it was near Scotland when I was there. Because so, everything's so close, so you can kind of jump around. This was all like a short time I did one. Uh, I lived in Scotland for a couple months, like two months. had a summer break there. Okay. Were you backpacking? No, my parents lived there at the time. Oh. My dad had a job in Scotland, so I'm not sure how many years, I forget. Hmm. And so I had one summer I went there. I worked at a golf course. That sounds like it'd be fun. Yeah. I worked at a golf course in Scotland. Mm -hmm. And yeah, one of the locations that they sometimes did the British Open at. Hmm. Nice. But not while I was there. (laughs) <laughs> Probably a very well manicured course, I yes. imagine. What'd There's you do two the courses. Course? Oh, I worked at the restaurant on, the, like the restaurant at the golf course, like right on there. So, yeah, just tending bar and serving light meals. Hmm. That's a good job. Um, yeah, they had two courses there. One, the staff was allowed to play on, 
Yeah, I think he played like he was paid a reduced rate to play it, but the other one, like the championship course, you weren't allowed to play that. Not if you you'd have paid to, full price. Oh yeah, you'd have to pay okay. like to do it, but Fair it's too cheap and a poor golfer, <laughs> so I did not do that. Golf course prices even now can be expensive, but it's all relative. Like we played a bunch of crappy golf courses this year, yeah. and then. For our little golf tournament in the summer, that's the nicest course I've ever played on. Like the hills were rolling, and it was that's it was a nice good there, course. Yeah. I was told course. that I'm invited back. I don't understand how that works. But by who? By Jackie. It's just oh. like come back in the summer. Jack is in charge of I guess social things. So it's BDs plus Jesse. <laughs> just like bowling. Yeah. You in bowling too with them? Not yet. I'm going to in <laughs> oh, January. Okay. Well. I don't think they're going to make me pay for myself. <laughs> I don't know yet. What's the bowling venue? Um, Fairview, right? Fairview Mall? Yes. They got that a one. bowling area? They do, underneath. It's a good bowling alley. Hmm. I don't I don't think that there's a single mall in the region other than the Penn Center that I've walked entirely through. The Fairview Mall, I it doesn't go in long. for what I'm looking for, <laughs> and I walk back out. And yeah. the Seaway Mall... Okay. I walk in, get depressed, and walk back in. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. I used to go to Fairview Mall all the time because Jessica worked at PetSmart. So I, that's where I... See, I've never been there. I've been to Canada Computers and, okay. and whatever's over I there. That's where I got the hard drives. The so. Dollarama. Didn't, didn't know there was a PetSmart in there. There's PetSmart on the other side hmm. of the mall. It's not in the mall. Oh. So, yeah. Um... Bowling will be fun. I'm not a good bowler. No one will be. People don't want to bowl. What's what's the issue with bowling? Why do people not like it? Who doesn't like it? I don't know. No one can come up with an alternative. They just didn't <laughs> want to do that. <laughs> we, all, we agreed that it might be a good idea that the men go to a board game cafe. And there's three of us. Four. And all the women go shopping with a very limited BD's budget. It was incredibly sexist, yes. <laughs> but it was a very good idea. I don't know. I mean, the the board game cafe isn't the most masculine thing in the world. That's true, but I absolutely guarantee we should have just said it because if they agreed to it, most of the people wouldn't have showed up. <laughs> That's true. I don't think attendance will be high as is. Luke is an avid board game player. That's true, but not my type of board game. No, not. What do you mean not your type of board well, game? I mean, I'm more of a casual person. Monopoly oh. is my fun. But he's not a D&D person. That's too far. <laughs> so he's somewhere in I'm, between. I am, out of not necessarily choice, a pretty big board game person. <laughs> just because Tila's big into board games. And now I'm in doing, I am doing D&D. I like it. I just would never in a million years pick up a single board game on my own. It just happens to, if it happens to be something that's at a party or we're going to a board game cafe, sure, I can enjoy it. Although, I tend to only like the ones that are like critical thinking or like you have to devise some kind of strategy to communicate something to someone else or whatever. I don't like the ones where it's like roll a dice. Okay, you move this far. Oh, that happened. Okay, wait till you oh, yeah. get to your next turn. No, I don't. I think I play a little more beyond that level <laughs> like yeah. strategic games typically I, I like risk that was probably one of my first introductions to a strategic type of board game mm -hmm. although it, it is it's not quite as mind-numbing as monopoly but it's definitely a long game it play. can be yeah 
And if you play poorly, you're out, and then you can just watch. Which is not the worst thing in the world. I <laughs> yeah. did that on purpose a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> when we were in Cuba, Tila came up with the idea to build a board game <laughs> while we were in Cuba. Which is what people do. In an airport. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, she, she had wind of it before, but then we nah. got stuck at the airport. She's Most... like, I'm going to build a board game. She drew it out in the airport, like made cards. and. Yep. And she made Eric and I play. And very quickly... I realized that building a board game isn't easy because no. we broke the system so quick because she had a value system. It was a farming game. And we found out that if we didn't, I, I forget what it was. I think if we, you could buy livestock and then sell the livestock. Like you buy a cow, you butcher the cow. But if you don't butcher the cow, you're making a lot more money over its lifetime because of the milk. Ooh. And if the whole goal is growing your farm it was a lot easier to just not kill anything and just keep selling the milk and the eggs so it's a vegan no it's not vegan it's a vegetarian farming game yeah so that's how you win <laughs> she did not continue it actually <laughs> i feel like i needed like a computer algorithm to run it through just to simulate the game and just see what the outcomes are i don't have time to play through <laughs> and try to break it no Actually, that's watching, following Mugs and Meeples, and now there's, um, what's the name of the other place? I always forget. I haven't been there yet. The one that hasn't paid us to do work for them yet? <laughs> well, neither of them have. Eh. <laughs> different story. Sorry. Um, the, whatever the place is, apparently, this is interesting, this is, this is board game cafe gossip. Won't mention names. Okay. Mr. I guess kind of gave away the names of the board game cafe, except for the one that I can't remember the name of. What is it? it dunk all it, what, it's ology. Yeah, I don't remember. It, it means the name actually means like to place. I, it's actually ooh. very clever, but yeah, it was. If, if only we so, knew what it was. <laughs> Mugs and Meeples had a uh, murder mystery night. Mm-hmm. I don't like a, those. I don't like those either. It was a Harry Potter themed murder mystery night, mm. and they spent a lot of time talking to the person who was running it. She ran it, did fairly well. Apparently, she had absolutely no interest in actually growing it. She's just running around from different venues in Niagara. So now she is doing it consistently with the board game cafe on St. Paul Street, which I still can't remember the name of. So is. <laughs> As smart as the name was, you guys need to come up with an easier way for me to remember it because something ology, ludology, ludology. Yeah. ludology. Yes, that's there. It. We go. Hmm. Okay, so I remembered it, but still, um, that's that's it. A double crossing murder mystery person hmm. at a board game cafe and escape room that still doesn't have the escape room. <laughs> I want. I almost want to look into that situation further and see if there's anything we do to, I don't know, help George. There's so many that. things that I want to do. Like we we had tried to talk to the to the virtual reality place. Yeah, that would have been cool. And they said yes, and then they said no. And then they said yes again, but we had to do it in a way that they were controlling how we shot it. So we wanted to do it a specific way, and their head office said, nah, it has to be more like a 
like a streaming type scenario like where we're not game streamers yeah. who want to film it in a way that we can experience it and show people how they experience it and then that just kind of burnt through but i never got to experience virtual reality <laughs> no i haven't gone yet either is there one still right at the mall i did is there one at the mall still or they they're always those ones are the crappy the, ones okay i don't know the ones that we checked out they're like 15 dollars for yeah. five minutes of gameplay and hmm. it's not very good no uh the ones, the VR Quest or whatever had like the latest tech as far as, I think it was like an HTC Vive and it's got a, a decent setup. So you should be able to play just when anything you could possibly want to play. Is it Lenovo that came out with a completely wireless and act, uh, active headset? Like, you know, the, the Google Cardboard that you had to put your phone in? Yeah. Lenovo said... Eh, we'll let you keep your phone. So they put a screen in the the actual headset, made it wireless, so it's its own computer. It's obviously only got the internals. It's basically it. just a phone. It's basically right. the internals yeah, okay. of a phone. That's interesting because Lenovo stopped making phones like a It might not be Lenovo. Ago. I can't remember. Lenovo was partnered with somebody else for their mobile division, but I find that kind of strange that they would be the ones to bring that product out. I can't think of you might be thinking about necessarily i will find out for transparency's sake but um, i feel like you'd have a decent idea of lenovo's product line as you work at like an office supply store because that's but... kind of their main clientele is just like mm-hmm. business people or, or businesses buying I, bulk laptops. I went to a trade show and i met with a lenovo rep and they do some really cool things yeah some really badass modular computers that we don't carry I yeah I, I like Lenovo I like their old I like them more than when they, when they were IBM that was cool they had some nice laptops They're great build quality now you're gonna be looking for this thing the Lenovo Mirage so it is Mirage that's a good name for a VR product and it has two front facing cameras in the the eye part so it can map out your actual uh, like you can map out six a six axis point of movement, so you're not just the left and right. It's forward and back and whatnot, and it's spatial. So hmm. unless you're doing it in the dark, can't do it in the dark. Oh, so that's neat. Because <laughs> that kind of I feel like it's kind of faded away. The not away, but VR was a big push for a while, and now it's it's because it was never it, back it down. was they didn't find a way. To mass market it properly, no. No, well, PlayStation had not their even version and it's gone. I but think exactly they made it a gimmick where because yeah. it was the Xbox Connect and it was the PlayStation Move to begin mm-hmm. with for like hands-on motion control stuff, mm-hmm. and then they came up with whatever the PlayStation Morphus. I don't know some of that. I don't know what it Morph- was called. Whatever yeah. it's a headset, and and they just I don't because that was the next step up from there. But it just it works well enough, but it it still seems like a gimmick. It's probably, they usually don't do enough content. Like they'll make something, yeah. some cool hardware, and then it's like you can play these three games. It and... would convince me alone if they made like a from the get go, because they they have the Elder Scrolls Skyrim VR edition, and they have Fallout Four VR. If they were VR from the like day one, because mm. the game was actually built to function on that platform with HTC Vive or whatever. I'd probably buy in at that point in time. But I don't think any big game manufacturer will say we're 
they they would not be able to develop exclusively for VR. Not exclusively for, just with the inbuilt capability to do so instead of like an afterthought. Because that changes the way that menus are designed in the game. It's the whole interface is different at that point, and that's some of the reason as to why the L, uh, Skyrim and Fallout 4 are not the greatest to to play. A lot of the native VR games are actually just a lot better for the way you control things and navigate through menus and, and that kind of stuff. I'm just waiting. GTA. Yeah, virtual there you reality. go. Any of the big flagship titles just properly ported to VR would be enough for me to probably try it. Maybe buy into the system. <laughs> they... I was reading an article that the next Sims game may be virtual reality compatible. That seems like going a bit far. Yeah, <laughs> but the latest <laughs> patch for The Sims 4 gave you a first-person view, which is weird. Yes. Because now you're first-personing your, your Sim. Your virtual self. Yes. I mean, at least Doing it was nice. Task. At least it was nice to hop around from character to character. But now I have to watch myself wash dishes. Yep. That seems. That's weird. another game I never delved into. I enjoy it. Level. I, I like it. I couldn't be bothered to try it. It's right in the realms. Yeah, I was big with Minecraft. I remember Minecraft, it. pretty good. And a friend of mine put it on my computer and said, "Here." I didn't know what to do. And I remember the first time I played Minecraft, I walked around. I didn't know what I could do. And I dug a hole. And then I didn't know how to get out of the hole. So I sat in the hole. <laughs> and then it got dark. Sounds fun. Things probably jumped down the hole. Yes. Yeah. And that's when I realized there's no instructions. No. I'm going to have to. There is now because there's all these wikis and yeah, stuff. Yeah, there was. But I was playing back 2010. Yeah. It's weird to think that it's that old. Minecraft's good at inspiring a weird kind of nostalgia for anybody who was playing during, like, at least the beta era of it. Just because, yeah, no, just the idea of having no instructions and you got to build these tools, but you got to just figure out where to arrange things in boxes to make a pickaxe or whatever it is. It was it was a very unique concept, anyways. And and it's hard, like, now it's, obvious, it's even better, but they've simplified it a little bit too much, I think. Um games that have been out for way too long the properties they're still trying to milk Ooh. did you ever go see the angry birds movie no i did not watch it will you be going to see the second angry there, Birds? did movie? that do well enough that it needs a sequel i guess so eh? it did well enough that it needs a second one four years after the first one came out wow <laughs> which is odd because i now don't remember any of the first and it's time to revisit it. It has definitely been a long time since I've played any oh. Angry Birds property. Is it still a game they're making more versions I of? I feel like you probably can't even download a free version of the game anymore. When it first came out, you could play most of it for oh, yeah. free. There was and just it, ads. And I did, and then I got bored. And... Yeah, that's, that's all it was. Did you think when you were playing the game, <laughs> this would make a really good movie? I've, yes. I've, like, could we cross over with Star Wars or some such? And yeah, it makes perfect sense. Very and weird. they did do the movie license tie-ins on the app, too. Yeah. So it was a very play. bizarre property. It is. And there was, you could, it, it translated to board games. You could actually play Angry, Angry Birds, the board game, and build up a tower, and then somebody catapulted. I remember. It just sounds oh. like their merchandising team went nuts. 
That's well, about well, it. They, they had a hit on their hands, so yeah. they packaged it and slapped it everywhere and sold it as much as they could. But I think they do that with everything. Yeah. When I worked at Future Shop, another... That's another thing. Defunct company. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He has that, a history of working for companies that go yes. under. Watch out. Not the eighties. Yeah. Watch out. Don't, don't hire me. Um, <laughs> Be weird if yeah. he ever watches I mean, these. Future Shop didn't really go under as much as it just is Best Buy now, kind of. Yeah, they just decided not to carry to the same store, yeah. usually within like two kilometers oh, of yeah. each other. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was it wasn't the best model. But, no. Uh, so yeah, when I was at Future Shop, the Angry Birds was in its heyday, I suppose. Um, so there was, we had all the merchandising, like stuff, animals of all the characters and stuff. People all the characters that, well, I mean, it's not, I can red, see the red one and the I can't other name one. any of them. No, do no. They, they have names, I guess. I, I can red. see the stuffed animals. They're cute and they're, sure. there's different ones you can collect. So you get the whole set. Kind of makes rough sense. A kid could appreciate them, I'm sure. But plushed animals and plushy animals in a, in a tech store oh yeah it was very off-putting makes a ton of sense <laughs> turned into a toy store before the end like they sold rc cars and all kinds of yeah but that's still it's more like this, yeah no, true and, and just was, plush toys not so much tech yeah i guess well, not really no to, yeah. but i mean best buy is a lot of nerdy stuff like lots of plushies things from video games and yeah. movies and stuff so i can see how it all ties in fans of tech are not necessarily just fans of tech hmm. I, I like the showroom floor better, Future Shop. That's one thing I kind of miss, the way they used to show all the laptops. Yeah. It was very plain and simple and kind of spacious. I do not like the Best Buy store. I rent that one here. It's, mm. When's it's the last time you've been to the one? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of overwhelming just the oh, way yeah. they design the aisles. Nothing's like just straight. No. And you can tell 100% where they like their sales to be because you walk in Mobile. and you're right at Apple. Yeah, well, the mobile in general just... It's right there. You have to walk past everything, and they keep throwing me off. And their their system of keeping stuff on the shelves, but then not actually having it. So I've bought hard drives from there, and I go, and I take the box to the person. I'm like, I need this hard drive, but we don't have it. Great. I mean, other places would just put a sign that says, we're currently out of stock. Weird sideline. I was at Walmart today, and they had a sign that said, we're out of stock. And it was on, uh, I was looking at trailer hitches, just because I was interested <laughs> in which ones fit my truck. And they said, sold out of trailer hitches? We are not in stock. And then there was a line of 10 of them. Oh. And who, I, yeah, stores are not good at that kind of stuff. No. No. You know what the future of that should be? It's just a digital, like an LED screen that has an inventory counter. That's I've it. Never heard of that before. Yeah, <laughs> I pitched that. Where? Where do you think? I'd be just yes. to be okay. Yes, because In- inventory count as a number, just a digital display with for the each current of the pricing sure. and everything. And you can change it instantaneously, <laughs> and you never have somebody like, "Hey, this is on says it's on sale." Oh, well, it's not. Well, we have to honor the price. No, it's immediate. Just press a button, changed. It avoids losses in that perspective. It's just so much more straightforward. It's got to be expensive. My argument always was it's got to be too expensive to implement. It can't be. No. No? An LED screen? What? Probably. They they stick it in dollar store calculators. I guess it depends on the store for... Sure. If you're talking just like a handful of big ticket items, like a 
a furniture store, they should have their display on. Here's a couch, here's a living room set. Yes, the price, can you pull it up on this tablet? Yeah. Don't go, I gotta print out a piece of paper to stick on the couch. No. But like, right, how many like, tickets are at these? Like, Thousands. Right. The, the tricky part is that you can't address them all individually on a network. That's probably too many things to put in a I network. I went to a website. So, I found, because we talked about this every month, they spent so many, we weren't gonna talk about retail stuff. Nah, I like this. Every month they go through so many wasted hours of people putting out on-sale tickets and pulling old ones, but they never do it right. You pulled ones from September last week. So they get missed. But I was like, there there has to be a, a if better change. If you can tie in every ticket on a rack into one as one network device, you pretty much how many how many individual racks are there in <laughs> I'm talking about like you look. Let's just say you go to the printer aisle, it, the whole thing, sure. the whole thing. And there's there can't be that many. There couldn't be more than a couple dozen. Sure. Okay. Right. So you address each one of those. I don't. I guess I wish I knew a little bit more about networking, but each one of those is a device, and you can just program in whatever lines that correspond to the displays. It, it couldn't be that difficult to do. Well, I found a company that does it. And it would have to be wireless too. They're a UK-based company. Each mm-hmm. one comes with a battery that will last like four years because it's an led screen it doesn't use much power and i contacted them went above my call of duty but they wouldn't call me back because strange i i told them i'm just price shopping because i i just want to know how much it would be and they had no interest in talking to somebody who was explicitly just price shopping i can't imagine it would be cheap i could call them (laughs) separately but I also can't imagine they would say, we're going to be in this business where people can just change them out with a piece of paper and then be the most expensive thing ever. Sure. I don't see it being all that expensive. I, I feel like I could do it. I feel like I could. You feel like you could design yeah. it? You can probably buy the displays in bulk, cheap, from China, whatever. That's probably dirt cheap. And what do can I do it maybe with a Raspberry Pi, one of those little computers like Arduino boards, and one of those at each end of the aisle. Each one's a network device. I I feel like I could do it. Okay, I'll talk. Start tomorrow. Yeah, (laughs) get in there. You took my job. (laughs) No, that's that's one thing. There's there's a lot of over the next few years. I'm sure there's a lot of things that will technically change in the the modern retail store that amazon store with no cashiers that's i like that interesting concept what if what if retail becomes like a vending machine where you just walk up and it's a tablet with everything the store has you press a button that brings it so consumers distributing does anyone know what that means i'm sorry no okay consumers there used to be a store (laughs) called consumers distributing you walked in how old is this store I don't know. You walked, look it up sometime. You walked in, they didn't have shelves of product. They just had little bays where you'd look at the catalog. And then you just flip through the catalog. This is the item I want. Okay, you go to the guy. Basically, what you're saying, but without a tablet. And you go, this is what I want. Like, okay. He goes and gets it and brings it to you. That's, this was a thing. That could be much more efficient with just online orders or something. Sure. It's just pickup it at that point. It's online. just. Yeah, like that wasn't, there's was no online shopping then, so. Really? Because that's interesting, but I think people will always 
want to touch things before they buy them. No. I, I can do entirely without that, pretty much. The only time I go somewhere to buy something is when I need it, like, now. Not, like, tomorrow, like, you now. Do you buy clothes online? I don't buy clothes. <laughs> not really. I guess that's fair. Would I, I, would I? Yes. I suppose I would, but I just don't buy enough clothes to bother. I bought shirts, and I know they fit because of the last time that I bought them. So they said, say guess that they'll fit again. But yep. Stuff like that. I don't know. The. What if you wanted more than one thing? You just give the guy a list of things. Sure. You be like a. Thought, uh, there's like a card. Yeah, like a Vietnamese restaurant. You've got like a <laughs> number of quantity or whatever, and then, you know, write in details maybe. Like, what? Like, how is that market? I don't understand the point. Well, they didn't have to. All these last. They didn't have to look presentable. I guess that's true. A, a warehouse. Had, to a degree. Yeah. There's a warehouse worker, I guess. You pay. One you, front cat. Like, no you, one's walking and stealing shit. It's all behind it's the... true. No, no you, loss. You pay one front guy and one forklift driver, and you could run a warehouse, pretty much. Then it would have been. That's. <laughs> it's bizarre. I know. What well, is? But you you would have had to have paid for more more than one person because if two people came in and made a list, the one person can't just be going back. Yeah. That's neat and kind of a not technological version of yours. I. I have always thought, we've talked about it, that BDs will eventually end up being like that, where people just look through the catalog and then we run to the warehouse and get what they need. It's faster. So, it's possible that we'd go back to the consumers... What distributing. Was it? Hmm? Distributing. Consumers distributing. Yeah. That's interesting. So if it was pre-internet, you're talking, what, the 90s? Oh, it's like an 80s thing. Well, I... 80s, I remember, for sure. So I can see why that thing went not oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. That is... I can't think of any store that has a weird buying experience like that nowadays. Most stores have it down pat. I guess maybe Ikea, where you just pick out codes and then you go yeah, grab it at the, the end. Yeah, I like that. It's yeah. a good set. How did um, Sears catalogs work? Because I seen a million of them but I never ordered anything do you just I never bought anything those were, yeah they, they would send the catalogs in the mail yeah but then there's like there's always a ton of different Sears pickup points like okay a, it'd be like say but like you, you go know, there like and a laundromat but they it, also were a Sears pickup point so you can place your order through the book so you pay you go, oh your pickup point is you pay by it's a laundromat well that just do you pay by telephone it's like a hardware store but also have a Sears how do you pay? Do you pay by telephone and then... Yeah, I guess that. Okay, and then it goes... You phone, hmm. like, so phone order and then they tell you where you can go pick it up. So they would use their vast delivery network to just drop it off in random spots. Hmm. But Sears was a big chain. Why wouldn't they just say pick for, it up at Yeah, I guess for smaller Sears. towns that didn't have a Sears or didn't want to drive to the big city, you could just go to, go to your local hardware. I suppose that whatever. is the interesting idea of crossed functions of a store. And there's two examples. One that's I've heard of and I've been looking. And the other one that I've just found today. Well, okay. Hardware, home hardware. Apparently some of those, especially in out west, like in western provinces, sell guns, which is cool. Multifunctional. And you used to be able to buy like... <laughs> 
a hunting permit or whatever there. Okay. But more interestingly enough, have either of you ever been to the Service Ontario in Port Colborne? No. no. It's also like a flower shop <laughs> or something. It, yeah. It, you walk in, it's the same door, and the serv- as soon as you walk in, the Service Ontario desk is on the right, and you can go left. Like left. It's just an open space. They're not separated in any way. It's a flower shop. The Service Ontario is in a flower shop. <laughs> and there's, there's like two chairs for waiting. And there's two spots at a desk for people to serve people. There's no taking tickets. There's not enough room for people to come in like that. And it's never busy. Probably because people think it's a fucking flower shop. Yep. It says Service Ontario on the outside. That's odd. Yeah. I mean, I always thought it was weird when you go to a KFC and Taco Bell, but uh, Service Ontario (laughs) flower shop. It's a weird combination of things. Like, when did um, Shoppers Drug Mart pick up the Postal Canada Post 2? Oh, yeah. Because a long time ago. Yeah. But it's, it's this weird thing that people just take for granted. Like, you go, oh, there's a Shoppers. I bet it has a Canada Post. Yep. That's sure a good guess. Both the Shoppers and... Although many somewhere. don't. The one in, um, near five cor- or the five corners or whatever in Niagara Falls doesn't have a post office. Hmm. So there's there's definitely incidences of where they're not together. Um, other things you commonly see, Wendy's and Tim Hortons go together. But... In um, Welland, there's one spot where there's a Little Caesars and a Tim Hortons, and they're like the same building, and it looks it's very jarring yeah. to see beside each other, but they're the same building. Yeah, that's when I realize a lot of these restaurants or fast food, they're all some of them are owned by bigger. Yum thing. Brands is yeah. a big one. Okay, <laughs> so it's like yes, they could do all these weird food court style buildings where they have all their brands under one roof. It's strange. Yeah. And, and I remember when they first started combining Harvey's and Swish LA. It's like this weird division where it's the same building and you could like, if I right go to the right, I can have a sit-down kind of thing. Yeah, but if I go to the left, I can go have a fast food. But burger. you can also get Swish LA at Harvey's. Yes, you could. That's kind of the compromise, but a lot of the ones I've seen are just the two restaurants, actually. So no, I'm saying side. even with the split, yes. the Harvey's restaurants still advertise Swish LA takeout. Yep, it's true. So, Which... Not known for their takeout. I've never tried to do drive-thru at Swish LA. That seems weird. I've never tried to do drive-thru either, but the one on 4th Ave always has a lot of people there. I don't understand how it works. Is that just like if I call my order, I can pick it up there instead of at the... I would think so, because you can't order a window, but like, I need four quarter chicken dinners. Okay, it'll be 15 minutes. I'll slowly drive up. (laughs) That doesn't make sense. I, I guess food service is a thing. McDonald's has been big on their tech. Yes, yeah. I love their, their order screens or whatever. Except in the UK, it was found that most of them are covered in crap. Really? Well, I don't care. I'll still use it. <laughs> no, like actual crap. Fetal matter. Use who's, a glove. Who's using? Who's putting shit on? I don't. Th- I think that's screens. just the nature of a giant. Touch yeah. No. Like they the just they the, swab the it and there was a stuff. Unfortunately, yeah. I'm over it. I don't care. All, all of the surfaces <laughs> in the restaurant are probably coated in yeah. shit anyway. If they were testing those, you'd get the same result. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and tests always come back like, oh, there's so much um, mold in our pot dispensers. Like, wow, well, that's... That's slightly stuff. more alarming than the shit on the, <laughs> on the yeah, screen. Like pot dispensers in crappy fast food restaurants sometimes are moldy. Yeah. 
I, that sounds like a bigger health concern to me. We had to we had to That's take big, big preventions when it came to our our uh, soda lines at A and W. We had to do a lot of cleaning mm-hmm. to filter the lines and whatnot. I the A and W soda machines. I guess most soda machines are interesting because when you get them, you actually have to calibrate them. So I'm in complete control. There's fast food restaurants out there that lower the ratio between the syrup and the the carbonated water to save syrup but you're supposed to it's all done based on the color unless it's sprite then i can't remember how it was done but it's all done based on the color of the syrup if it matches then it's a perfect mix i used to work at a restaurant where i had to change the canisters or the bags of syrup i hated that very weird yeah behind the scenes so exciting. <laughs> Just a cardboard bucket of syrup, cardboard container of syrup. This is the Coke. America. Yeah. And Soft when you, we would always, it would be a plastic lid, and you'd open it up, and it would just smell exactly like you would think um, concentrated Coca-Cola would smell like. I remember uh, the mustard came in bags that were similar to that. You'd just hang the mustard on a wall in like a, a slot and it'd have a nozzle that you would push and it would open up and one new person put the mustard on the wall and then unscrewed the cap to put the nozzle on Oh! and he opened it and there's a weird moment when 10 liters of mustard is just flowing onto the ground and we both just stared at each other I'm like this is a mess that he's going to have to clean up and this is hilarious and it was Nobody we didn't stop it because we would have been covered in mustard. But mm-hmm. ten liters of mustard takes a long time to empty out. Yep. <laughs> Just, it was very. It went everywhere. I feel a little bit uh, unknowledgeable then, because I don't have all this experience with the behind the scenes of different businesses. Cause I've never worked in fast food. I don't or, recommend it. Or retail. <laughs> or I don't recommend it. Yeah. That being said, I enjoy it. I have enjoyed it for the most part, but I don't recommend it as a forever type job. That being said, I don't, I, I like the fact that you make way more money than I do, but I would not like working out in the cold as much as you do. I say as I'm going into a job that may require me to work out in the cold. That's not going to be that bad. I know. I'm going to sit in a van. Yeah. Looking at dogs. <laughs> it sounds like a way cooler job than mine. <laughs> I hope. I'll say that much. I get the behind the scenes of building houses, which not ne- isn't necessarily just the things that I'm doing, framing houses. It's looking at the other trades and seeing the corners that they cut, and, and <laughs> it's pretty bad sometimes. So you've worked, you've worked in restaurants. Yes. And retail. <laughs> but the restaurants at the, at the golf course, you were. I was a server, bartender. Is that the majority of your restaurant? life uh, I was worked in like a kitchen before as a dishwasher and that was my first job yeah I got uh, I was the dishwasher at Kelsey's in Tilsonburg and they hired me for three months and fired me uh, after right it was it kind of worked out that it was hey during the summer months and it was just right around the time of my probation so they got rid of me and at that point I'm like they, they said I was too slow. That was her excuse. So maybe I was. But at that point, I was like, nope, not working. 
restaurants anymore. Then my father forced me to go to the A and W. There was an A and W opening up in Silsonburg, so there was a trade, like a job fair. A job fair. So he forced me to go, and I met the owners, and they're like, "Oh, you worked at Kelsey's." I did. Why didn't you? What What happened there? I'm like, well, they said I was too slow. I thought I'm never gonna get hired. They hired me, and it was a really good job. <laughs> they were great, and it was, it was a good job. I think, as much as I wouldn't recommend it, if you're a young person, fast food or retail, retail is really great. I would. I'd recommend working at BD's over A&W. I'd recommend working at A&W over Walmart, I think. Oh, yeah. And B- BD's is a weird one where it's retail, but it's like... Nobody's going to have a local BD's. Except us in Fort Erie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's kind of a hard one to go for if you're... Even living I recommend to all children, move to St. Catharines mm-hmm. and work at BD's. But Drive up our real estate. I was I was in Font Hill today. That's I bought a camera today. Yes. No, I I have went five years without ever actually owning a camera. There's only six of them surrounding us right now. (laughs) Um, and the place I went to, she gave me the address, and I googled it. Like I'm going to an IT place. Interesting. Okay. She's like, my husband and I own this business. This is the address. What, What is the address? Roughly, don't dox them, but like what, where in Fawn Hill? What uh, street? <laughs> I can't remember oh, where I was. Darn it. There's, there's basically one main strip in Fawn Hill, Highway 20, just runs through the center. Yeah. Was it far from that? Pretty sure it was just, it was probably, it was just Highway 20. It was up, you know where, I apparently I pronounced it wrong, Mossimo's, Mossimo's is up on the hill. Nope. Okay. Do you? No. Okay, so apparently there's a pizza place called Mossimo's or Mosimo's or right. something like that. And it's up on the hill, so it's past. I mean, it's up further on the main drag. And it was an IT place. So I'm like, why? What's an IT place doing with a professional-grade camera? So this lovely, lovely photographer had lucked out, and her husband owns the business. And she kind of just has this little corner <laughs> that is a photography studio for her. Not even a studio, just a meeting place. So it's a table and chairs and a computer for editing and whatnot and pictures on the wall and photo albums. But that's a shared business that I guess is neat because you get the credibility of being, oh, meet me at this address. And they have a receptionist that works for the IT companies. So that can do this. If you walked in and said, I'm here to see so-and-so, they're like, just one moment. They page her. So you seem like a big way. Pretty good setup, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to try and find a place to do that for us. What, what makes this most sense as like a business that would coincide with a photography studio? Because uh, IT is like a clean kind of environment. Uh, that Service Ontario. Service Ontario. There you go. Well, they got there. They had their own camera and flash set up. So. I wonder if Henry's would sublet. No. <laughs> Henry's, I don't like their new store. I don't imagine you go to camera stores. The only thing I want to do when I go to a Henry's is be hands-on with things. And they stuck everything in a glass case. And I don't want to walk up to the cashier and and say, hey, can I go touch that camera that's way over there on the other side of the store? Because it used to be just like a front desk and the the one on Scott Street. 
and everything's behind the desk. And you can say, point to something on the shelf. And like, so they had thousands of dollars of equipment behind the shelf. And I've talked to the people. They were robbed, probably. Oh, they have been robbed right. so many times. People, I don't walk care. in. That's not my problem. I'd like to try this camera. Okay. <laughs> and they just bolt. They have a getaway driver because they're, they're holding a camera with a lens that's worth like six grand. And they're yep. just like. Yep. When I worked at a future shop, uh, to make that, they had that whole island like, of cameras and they were tethered to the thing. I think tethering's the way to go. Yeah, you could pick them it's up and like, you could use them. They were all functional. Like that. And, um, they didn't feel like the removal, but they had like a power supply that was built to the security post. Yep. So they were all powered up. You could try them all. The lenses, they had some because they had their own separate security on them. So you could use like real lenses on them and things. So. Yeah, that was a good hands-on. So by nature working there, did you learn about camera stuff? Because you're a techie guy. Yeah. That was one that just never clicked with me. Like the like sometimes when I worked there, you get thrown in different departments, and they're like, "Oh, we need someone to cover over there." I'm fine. Just talking out of my ass. I don't know what I'm talking about. That's yeah. what I assume when I talk to those people <laughs> who worked at Future Shop and currently Best Buy. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> Some people know what they're talking about, but yeah, Very I few. definitely did not. Very <laughs> so. few. Uh, yeah, no, I never quite got a handle on all the terminology of cameras. So would you just try to sell them on megapixels? This is on sale. <laughs> <laughs> what was your specialty at Future Shop? I worked, uh, well, I worked all over. I worked in the warehouse when I first started, and then uh, home theater. Like home years. theater, okay. I know I can, I know I can around You can pick out a good receiver? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, Not much has changed. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and yeah, so those were my main parts. And then I worked in their video game slash movie department when that was still a thing. Fair enough. Which seems like something you're qualified to do. Yes, I technically demoted myself into a role of I want to be in charge of all the movies. And they're like, you want that job? Like, Sounds like yes, a please. badass <laughs> job, though. It'd be depressing now. I go into Walmart in their movie collection. Nobody knows. You can't oh, talk to anybody. It's a disgrace. <laughs> and Best Buy, they used to, have, like, I used to go to Best Buy. It was they had good that, when collections. When you used to walk in, you'd walk in, and that's where the movies were. Yeah. Like, they had a huge selection. And now they've scaled back to the back corner. There's this shelf with something. But if you wanted to buy a fridge, go to Best Buy. Absolutely. I guess. Hmm. Or a stove. Well, that, yeah, that used to be Future Shop's differentiators. They had the appliances, Best Buy did not. Best Buy had musical instruments. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we briefly had, uh, like, keyboards and guitars and... Uh, I bet you were good at selling musical instruments. No, for a while, we had a, like, a DJ turntable set, like a digital one. <laughs> so it didn't actually, you didn't actually put vinyl on it, but you, yeah, had, like, this, so we played with that nonstop. We were all terrible. Like, uh, then people would come in and buy, like, $1,500 DJ equipment, like, okay. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is, but do you want it? They're like, yes, please. So, must have been good, then. Yeah, must have been good. Or they must have thought it was good. It looked impressive. I think maybe that's enough. I wonder, because we're in a creative field, and I always feel, whenever I talk to you, you you have a creative drive. And I describe you to some people, like you described yourself, where you... If you were given, maybe it was Ashley described you, I don't know. Somebody described you in the sense that if you were given a blank sheet of paper and a pencil, 
in a week, the paper would the remain blank. <laughs> but if you're given a script like a Christmas movie and you're told to critique it, you'll critique well, I'm it. I'm not told to. I just do it anyway. <laughs> and, and that's, I think that's a different type of creativity, but you definitely have a creative drive that I think is underutilized. Thank you. <laughs> just, he's one of the one of the creative critics behind the Christmas movie that I'm working on. Fair enough. Yeah. He's the one that decided. Yeah, sit back down and hash that one out. Yes, we will. I have to, because it's Christmas time. It's the best time to do it, and I've barely touched it. Go to a cafe in Niagara on the Lake and just talk about it. Like the one that was in the Christmas movie in Niagara on the Lake? Sure, we can sit in the same seats. Sure. It's wonderful. It sounds great. Sarcastically. I don't... I've never... I've never had a bad experience in Niagara on the Lake. No, the cafe is fine, but I, I can't, as, as somebody who likes writing, I don't know, I hate the idea of going into a cafe and you writing. You ever been to Starbucks and whipped out your laptop? No, stuff. never. I, I, I love working in yeah, cafes. I I, for some reason, I apparently dislike those people when I walk in. <laughs> I'm there to buy a coffee. I'm like, how long have you been here? Like, with on your damn computer. It's free like, internet. It's fantastic. Free. You can get free internet anywhere now. Oh. Yeah, but that's the same thing. You see people on their laptop at McDonald's, and you're still like, how long have you been here? Well, that's true. As a student, I would stay there for hours. <laughs> that's true. So if you're at a McDonald's by Brock, then yes, that makes sense. They had better Wi-Fi than Brock University, so <laughs> why wouldn't I be there? That's fair. And no, they served me food. I definitely can't go to a Starbucks or anything and whip out a laptop or an iPad or just a pen and pencil. Sorry, pencil and paper. Or whatever you're trying to do. <laughs> Just writing on the table with a pen and pencil. Um, I There's something about the stereotype. There's something about the starving artist. I feel like it's even worse in L.A. where people are actually really trying to do it. I know several quite large authors that just do even... Eh. No, they, but they do you still think do they it. go to Starbucks or do you think they go to a nice cat like a they probably have their favorites cafe. Yeah, it's a good chance. I just don't think that would help me get anything done. If I went to Starbucks, I'd have to put in headphones because I don't want to listen to the I would do that anyways, regardless of where I am. I can write here without headphones quietly. Good. But if I go to Starbucks and I'm not I'm not wearing headphones, my problem is is I listen to conversations because I guess I'm an eavesdropper, but sometimes you find the best stories from from conversations. Yep. So maybe in that no, in that respect, it's inspirational because you could find out interesting things. But I would also think it's annoying, and I don't know how many conversations in a Starbucks would inspire a movie about Santa Claus, who was at one point going to school but now not going to school. That it's not a good title. No. That's the title. (laughs) On that work in progress, I think it's getting closer to the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, This was fun. You're an interesting person. I know you don't chime in a ton, but it's always interesting to talk to you about. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Thank Yeah. That's. there's, There's no. We don't. We're not like more McDonald. We don't sing at the end of the show. No. no. It's usually just when I feel really tired. 
which is pretty early because I get up early. If you want to watch a good <laughs> Netflix show, Norm Macdonald has a show. It's really funny. What's it? What's it called? Norm Macdonald has a show. Okay. <laughs> I'll remember that. He has a bunch of guests. He had an interview with M. Night Shyamalan, which is very interesting. That sounds like it would be good. It was very good. He did an interview with Chevy Chase. Also, also would be good. Uh, yeah. Who else? Chevy Chase, he, he just looks super old now. You know what? He does, but he's not given enough limelight because the interview with him on the show, like, he's funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just naturally, funny he's guy. funny. And when he's not being called, when he's not in a negative light, He's an old guy who has a lot of stories, and I'm sure it's... Do you think when you're somebody like that around this time of year when Christmas Vacation is playing all the time, are you proud or are you depressed? That's that is, probably one of my favorite Christmas movies. It's a, it's a great Christmas movie. Yeah. I just watched it. Why would he be depressed? Well, because he's... I don't want to say he's fallen from grace, but he's not the man he once was. No. And even in his old age, if he had made better decisions, he potentially still could be a very good comedic star. Mm. He did very well on Community until, you know, stuff went wrong. I actually don't know anything about this. No. He's just an asshole, I heard. He was an asshole on set. So? They fired him, or he quit. I can't remember. A little bit of both. Mm. He got called names, and they made they made fun of him. They did a rap party where the producers of the show basically thanked everyone and then shit on Chase. So then that night on his way home, he called the producer, you know, kind of a rampage type mode and said some things he probably shouldn't have and kind of Charlie Sheen the whole thing. Nice. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, he had a very sad cameo in the latest Vacation movie, which was a crap movie overall. Which one? Oh, Vacation. Oh, yeah. Right. And it just wasn't good because that, I don't know if he was just really fat that year, but he looked horrible and sad and depressing. Well, so on that note, he got a paycheck. Well, yeah, he probably got a good paycheck. He's probably one of the producers, too, I feel. But on that note, of sad, fat Chevy Chase. Uh, thank you very much. This was fun. Uh, yeah. Join us next week when we do something else. We're opening presents. Look forward to whatever's in those boxes. Well, that you can't see because they're all off camera. There's one for you. Well, nobody got, I guess we can't get other people here to open presents. <laughs> we should just get a bunch of people together to just have a present open okay. podcast. This is, I don't know, this is interesting. Tell me, tell me if this is weird. The nice thing, and then we'll go, but the nice thing about this is it gets released two weeks later, so that we're talking about stuff like Christmas. Well, now it's already, like, after Christmas, Oops. so it doesn't matter. Whoa. I know. Monica makes really weird jokes sometimes. Okay. And one of the jokes she always jokes about is how I don't know, whatever, how I should pay for her to get breast implants. Why? She said that, but I don't understand why you had to pay. That's what I don't understand either. She just one day was like, you should pay for them. Maybe she just really wants them. I guess so. Maybe she says that to everybody. Maybe. Maybe somebody But I said to her that serves me no, not like no purpose whatsoever. 
It's like, well, you touch them once. Like, that's still not worth the $10,000 price tag. Yeah. So we're going to do a gift exchange, but I'm not involved. I'm not involving that in the gift exchange. But on Amazon, mm -hmm. I bought her silicone thingies. With um, some kind of Chinese writing on the back. Yes. And front. So from what I understand, I think they're supposed to go in a bra. I would imagine. I, I can't imagine where else I'd put those. I guess that makes sense. So I'm going to wrap it up and hope to give it to her when there are other people around so she can turn red. And it was a hell of a lot cheaper than $10,000. Goodbye. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs>